Welcome to Your Empowered Evolution, a podcast dedicated to women in midlife. I'm your host, Stephanie Mitchell. My hope is to help change the narrative around transitions we experience in our 40s and 50s. Perimenopause and menopause don't have to be a total pain. We may encounter challenges from time to time, but we can create our best lives by understanding the changes we are experiencing by putting a variety of practices into place. Let's choose to stay strong, to be mindful, and to live our most feisty life. You deserve it. Let's go, ladies. Hey there, everybody. I'm excited to share this conversation with you today that I have with Dr. Mary. She and I chat about bouncing back from burnout. During our conversation, she shares what her burnout looked like and what she did to recover and where she is now. She currently works with patients to help them bounce back from burnout. So please welcome with me, Dr. Mary. Dr. Mary has 25 years of experience as a self-employed businesswoman and consultant. 15 years ago, she experienced burnout firsthand and she crashed hard. At the time, she didn't have the necessary tools or resources to navigate the difficult period in her life. So she panicked and ran away to the other side of the world. Now she wholeheartedly is committed to supporting women who want to transform the way they show up in this world so that they can experience thriving health, happiness, and purpose while utilizing the tools of energy medicine, chiropractic, functional blood chemistry analysis, and positive psychology. Dr. Mary earned her doctorate in chiropractic from Logan College of Chiropractic in St. Louis, Missouri. She completed her certificate in positive psychology from the Whole Being Institute in Lenox, Massachusetts, and she has studied under Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar. In addition, she has completed her master's in intuition medicine from the Academy of Intuition Medicine in Sausalito, California, and she has also studied under Dr. Francesca McCartney. Welcome, Dr. Mary. We're so happy to have you here. I look forward to sharing this conversation with you guys and hope you are able to gain some great insight from it. Take care. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. And I want to share with you that I'm so excited today that we're welcoming Dr. Mary Sanders from Boulder, Colorado. Thank you, Dr. Mary, for being here with us today. Oh, Stephanie, sincerely, the honor is all mine. I've been looking forward to this conversation here for the last couple of weeks. So I just wanted to say thank you for having me. And more importantly, I want to express gratitude to you and all that you do personally and professionally to show up in support of women um, living their best lives, you know, from their 50s, 60s and 70s. I applaud you and all of your efforts. Um, so happy to be here today. Oh, well, thank you. That's such a nice thing to hear. I'm just incredibly grateful you you reached out to me and I was just delighted. So I, I love that we've met and knowing that you're from Boulder, now I'm going to come to Boulder and hopefully we'll hang out together because I've never been to Colorado. So I'm very excited about it. Um, Dr. Mary is going to speak with us today about burnout. She, she is going to share her story with us. And I, I look forward to hearing more about your story, about how you dealt with burnout, um, how you came to be in a place of experiencing burnout and what you did to get to the other side of it. I know many of us, um, because of pandemic, many of us, uh, you know, have experienced burnout due to the pandemic. A lot of us, you know, I'm 47. Um, I know I'm experiencing raising teenagers, working full time, and also dealing with parents that are older. And so there's an element of burnout on a, on a personal level. Um, so please, Dr. Mary, share with us your story and, and, 
how you got to the other side of burnout. Sure, Stephanie, I am somewhat embarrassed and delighted in the same (laughs) sentence about sharing my story. My story is not a pretty story. Um, However, I think that many of our listeners will be able to resonate with how I started with good intentions and how I unfortunately had to live through the life of burnout. So if you'll just bear with me for a moment, I want to share a little bit about how I got to where I am um, so that it makes a little bit more sense to the listeners as to why I take an integrative uh, approach to burnout that is atypical than how most people address it. Yeah. And I want to share with you that at the age of 25, I graduated from chiropractic school. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew that I literally was in the right place at the right time, because when I was in chiropractic school, I was getting connected with the philosophy that the body truly has the ability to heal itself. Mm-hmm. The whole premise of chiropractic is to remove any nerve interference that's exiting from the central nervous system, hoping to reach to the physical body. Mm-hmm. So here I am, 25 years old, super excited, right? I now have some tools that I can apply and I happen to be, you know, talented at touching people. So Mm -hmm. I took off. I decided I wanted to be self-employed. Right. (laughs) And I didn't know what I didn't know at the age of 25. I thought I had like figured it out. I mean, quite honestly, (laughs) I was that egoically driven. I mean, I really did. It's embarrassing. However, well, we all thought we had it figured out at 25. Let's oh my goodness. you weren't alone there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, humbling, humbling. 100%. Yeah. So I spent 22 years um, being self-employed. And in those 22 years, a lot happened. I made a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes in my business. And then I, have a, I had a few successes. And what ultimately happened is that I had a rather large um, kind of single uh, practitioner office in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. I was seeing a a pretty decent amount of volume. And then somehow I got it in my mind that if I can do this in one location, I can do it in two locations. Ah. So then I was like, ah, I think I'll do a second. I think I'll do a satellite office. And then all of a sudden. My demands got a little bit higher. My responsibilities increased. My staff got bigger um, and my headaches and the stress Mm. got to be, um, I tried, I thought I was managing it, but I seriously was not. Right. And so as if that wasn't enough, I was approached by a consulting company and said, hey, you've been really successful in starting your business. Would you like to teach and consult other chiropractors who are doing the same thing? So I was super delighted. I mean, I was honored that I was asked, right? So of course I said, sure, yes, without even thinking about it. Wow. So I um, really got super rigid, got super rigid with my time. I literally would leave my home at like 4.30 in the morning because I, I had to make it down to my office so that I could connect with my personal trainer and continue my exercise routine so that I could manage my stress. Mm -hmm. And then I would start at 7am so that I could treat the early bird, you know, the early patients. Mm -hmm. And then I would, you know, possibly make it to a yoga uh, practice and over my lunch hour. And then I would come and catch those late evening people. And then I would decide to go home after dark. Right. So I did this for a series of years and during those, and I did it for probably 10 years where that was my routine and my body started to talk to me. Yeah. My body said, Hey, time out. We're not happy. Right. And how did that show up for you? 
Oh my goodness. It showed up. Um, the first thing that happened, ironically, Stephanie, is that my neck on the front of my neck, I broke out in a, an incredibly inflamed cystic, cystic acne. So oh, my wow. whole neck was just inflamed with pustules. You know, it was just very unsightly. So it happened, I remember distinctively because it was during the winter time. So I was like, okay, my solution is just to wear as many turtlenecks as I possibly can. And if I have a scarf, I'm going to wear a scarf. You know, I didn't right. want anybody to see that right. I physically was not an image of help. Right, right. So then the next thing that happened to me is I blew a cervical disc. Oh, wow. And so then I was like unable to, I didn't stop treating. I just literally when I bent over to treat and allowed my head to, to hang, you know, I would just get like tears in my eyes because, you know, it was just so painful. And then I had, you know, the radiation coming down the left arm initially, and then it transferred to the right arm. So I tried to find myself sleeping, sitting up. And I really, really wow. did believe in natural healing and the body's ability, of ability to heal itself, but I did nothing to rest, right. nothing to rest. Right. So then if that wasn't enough, um, I thought that I had treated the cervical disc issue. Then one evening I literally just rolled over Stephanie in bed in the middle of the night and my whole shoulder just collapsed. I heard a huge, large pop. And so I just, I spontaneously tore some rotator uh, cuff muscles. So then I was stuck with, you know, a head that I couldn't move, an arm that I couldn't raise above my, 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 my head. And then I started to realize I was going through adrenal exhaustion. It was terrible. And so <laughs> I finally found an integrative physician who was willing to do um, IV injections for Myers cocktails, glutathione. I was trying to do everything to calm down the inflammation within my body. Right. And I physically, because I was so addicted to managing my stress via exercise, I literally, I could not exercise. Right. It got the best of me. I was flatlined. Yeah. And that was when I knew that I had to literally make some changes. Yeah. And so I was working hard to overcome an overhead, a monster, you know, a, a huge monster of an overhead that I had created. Right. And I really was not allowing any time for personal healing or any time for personal reflection. Not pretty, but that's what happened. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared that with us. And, you know, I have to believe some of the listeners out here have probably experienced something similar. Um, I, I mean, I, I know, I personally know a number of folks who have just worked themselves to the point of sheer exhaustion to where the body starts to break down. And it's really hard and it takes a long time to recover from that. Tell us how you got to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a moment, my husband and I had a moment where he looked at me and he said, look, if something doesn't change, I'm fearful for your health and I'm fearful for our relationship. Mm -hmm. He's like, let's sell everything and let's go live internationally. Ooh. So somehow, some way I agreed <laughs> to leave. And I think it was just because out of sheer exhaustion, I was like, I give up, I surrender, take right. me someplace, you know, just take me away. Right. <laughs> so we moved to Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. And I went through a huge identity crisis. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know why I was on this earth. I didn't know I had a purpose. I didn't know what to do with myself. All of a sudden, I had time on my hands. 
Right. And so I decided to go and complete my yoga teacher's uh, certification down in Bali, Indonesia. And I got heavily into meditation. Okay. And I didn't understand intellectually what was happening, the science behind meditation. I didn't understand it. All I knew is that I was experiencing shifts. Mm. And so I was like, this is super cool. Okay, Mary. So now I know the body really well from the neck on down. Tell me, somebody educate me as to what's happening within the brain. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to go study uh, with Tal Ben Shahar in positive psychology. Oh, wow. I wanted to know the neuroscience behind meditation. I wanted to better understand neuroplasticity and the power of the mind. Right. And it was working for me. I didn't know what was happening, but something was happening to where I was like going through this metamorphosis. You know, my body was changing, my mind was changing. And um, that was the first step I needed to rest and I needed to go inward. I needed to do self reflection and then learn how to appreciate the essence of gratitude for all that I have within my world. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And how long ago, how long ago was that? About nine years ago. Okay. And what has life been since then? Since then, um, it's been a series of ups and downs, meaning I like to try to challenge myself as to what's the threshold of physical output that I can manage without Mm. tasking my system, my central nervous system. Mm -hmm. And I've learned something, Stephanie, and it's kind of amazing to me. And I kind of go up against this lesson often. So it's clear to me that there's a message behind this pattern of mine. And that I didn't realize, you know, the central nervous system. I mean, it's it's just absolutely neurologically wired to perfection, right? Right, right. And so then you have um, this, you know, you have the stress response, the negative stress response that happens within the nervous system. And it's a negative feedback cycle that, as you know, it travels through the brain, through every endocrine organ that we have. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing I find about this is that that whole central nervous system, the autonomic nervous system runs so closely parallel with the vagus nerve. And the more I understand about the polyvagal stimulus and being able to um, manage trauma, the more I realize that these two systems mirror each other. Mm. So whatever trauma responses that we have within our our physical body and however neurologically we are wired within our autonomic nervous system is our threshold as to what we can tip before we hit physical exhaustion. And that's just one component of burnout. Wow. Yeah. That's that's incredible. It is incredible. So what do you do now to help yourself stay in a place? Like, I know you said you had some ups and downs. What are you doing for yourself to help with that, that bit of self-care for when you start to notice you're, oh, I'm kind of tiptoeing over, over the line into, into burnout. What do you, what do you do for yourself? You know, Stephanie, it's going to sound super rigid today. It is rigid with a certain amount of flexibility. So Mm -hmm. Um, my self-care, my morning is all about my self-care. Okay. It absolutely is. So I'm a big yoga practitioner. So mm. I'm on my mat at least five days a week at 6.15 in the morning. Okay. That's, that's awesome. the first thing that I can do. Yeah. 
And then if I'm not on my mat, then I'm hiking in the mountains and mm-hmm. getting connected to the earth yeah. or I'm playing tennis. Mm. So I have my commitment to my physical body. Mm-hmm. And then what happens afterwards is that I do support my system with good nutraceuticals. I do, um, I have found a way through um, some herbal remedies to help support the adrenal system, the, uh, the HPA axis and being able to support my intestinal system and, and to manage um, any inflammation within my body as well. So mm-hmm. I'm very mindful at, about taking my nutrients and my supplements. Oh, that's so I awesome. do that and I have a good diet. I avoid my gluten. Yeah. I'm very committed and dairy. I'm very committed to getting good night's sleep. So I'm asleep every night, literally asleep by nine o'clock. I like it. So that I can, yeah, so that I can sleep until six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all I have to do is pull on my yoga clothes and I'm out the door. Um, sleep is super reparative, um, and rejuvenating for me. So I'm committed to that. And then I'm also really committed to understanding my energetic system. Mm -hmm. So my meditation practice, my formal 20 minutes that I practice in the morning at the very least is all about connecting into the earth energies to be more sustainable, to be more full of myself. And I do tap in energetically to my boundaries every single day so that I can be sure that I am truthful to my boundaries and that I'm not carrying the responsibility or the energies of other people that I choose to interact with every day. So what does that look like? You know, that I think that's something that a lot of people could benefit from understanding when you say you check in with your boundaries, is that like you see how you feel when you wake up and what you can handle during the day? Is it, do you have journal prompts? Do you have Talk to me about what that looks like. That's really interesting and and definitely something I think many people could could benefit from. Sure. I think that boundaries is a big thing for women in general. And mm-hmm. I do think that as the responsibilities load upon us, whether it be professional responsibilities or responsibility of families or aging parents, mm-hmm. um, I do think that we are tested. There's no doubt about it. And um, one of the things that I haven't shared yet is that I have a master's in intuition medicine. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah, which is like my passion, which is mm-hmm. my purpose for almost everything I do right now. But so I I have learned through meditation to um, connect into the subtle energetic body that surrounds our physical body. So right. through breath, through relaxation, and through tapping into the sacred you know meditation sanctuary that resides within all of us. I can scan my body and I can scan my energy systems and scan the bio field that surrounds my physical body. And just in in silence, I can start to sense any areas of vulnerability or any areas that might be compromised with other people's energies. Um, As capable women, we unfortunately absorb other people's responsibility. If somebody comes to you with something that you can potentially fix, you're going to do everything within your power to fix it for them, right? (laughs) (laughs) So we take that on as something that's ourselves, you know, that's, that's ours and it's not. And the more we do that, it's compromising. It, 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 it depletes our life force energy. It depletes what allows us to be us. Right. It really does. It really does. does. And I think people, 
I'm going to speak for myself. I won't ever say that I'm the most empathic person. I've tried to practice empathy. And I think what happens for myself is I try to be empathetic, but I take on other people's problems and kind of like make it mine. I, I, I am not good at being empathetic. Um, I'm not good at uh, having that boundary. Like if someone comes to me with a problem, I'm going to hold their hand until we fix it together. Um, that's really hard, but how do we learn not to do that? I mean, yeah. it's got to be a practice that takes a really long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really good insight that you're sharing. And it's not uncommon. I see it a lot with the women that I that I treat energetically. Yeah. And I want to share a quote from Pema Chodin. And I think that I may be I love her paraphrasing work. it a, a little bit, but she talks about empathy um, being a fool's compassion. Mm. So really what she's saying that as women in our society, um, we're trained to be empathetic, right? And typically that comes from an energy center that's lower within our pelvis, right? The navel, the second chakra. And so that allows us to be clairsentient, meaning that we can pick up, absorb um, frequencies in our environment or from other people. Right. And when that chakra system is expanded to open, um, we house other people's energy. And that's what Mm. we mean by when we carry the responsibility or the burden for another person. Yeah. So that is the center of empathy. That's where people feel empathy. Totally. And there's a difference when you feel compassion, because that comes from the energy center coming out of the heart. Right. And when you are compassionate, you can hold space for another person. You can still listen. You can still be of service. But quite honestly, in a state of compassion allows you to support another while respecting your own personal boundaries, mm. being compassionate for yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's what her message is from a kind of a Buddhist type perspective is to allow other people to have their own journey and witness in a state of compassion coming, coming from the heart space. Nice. Uh, I like that. Super hard. Yeah. Super hard. hard. Definitely very hard. When you work with clients, talk to me about a process that you would take a client through if they come to you and they're experiencing burnout. What does that look like if someone's coming to work with you? Yeah. um, I take a very integrative approach. So the first thing that I'm going to have them do is take a an intake form that gives me a review of the system so that I can, from a practitioner's viewpoint, look at their endocrine system. Mm -hmm. If necessary, then I do patient-directed functional blood chemistry labs so that I can figure out biomarkers as to how to support these women. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe, and I'm sure you have the same belief system, that if we can support our nutrition, whether it be through nutraceuticals or whole foods or our diet, then that's better than, you know, just shifting to medication. Oh, right. Yes. So I I try to empower the women to be really educated about um, their, their chemistry, first and foremost. The second thing is that we do a, um, a full intake on the, the Maslach um, 
burnout inventory. So I send them, I have a relationship with a researcher mm. um, who has dedicated her professional career to identifying the three different um, elements of burnout. And so by taking this um, quiz, if you will, this survey, it gives us a comprehensive understanding as to the origin of their burnout. Are they just overextended because they're super passionate about something? Right. Um, are they distrusting of their work environment? Do they not feel like their work has meaning or purpose? Let's identify the core root of where the burnout is coming from. Oh, that's so. Wonderful. Yeah, that's the second element of the assessment. And then the third element is to take another um, assessment to determine the energetic system to find out if an energy system is operating in excess or if it's operating in deficiency. Okay. Okay. So once we have all of this information, we sit down and we do a one-on-one -on -one kind of discover your sweet spot ret retreat. That's what yeah. I call it. But essentially then I would be able to listen mm -hmm. to the female and say, okay, you know, what is working well in her life and what would be working even better if she made some changes. Right. So we design um, some short-term goals um, that we look to overcome burnout and specifically the program that I, this customized program that I'm describing takes about five months to transition through. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And then what is, when you work with someone, does it vary from week to week in terms of the amount of time or is it like a set a set thing every week? Like, do you meet with, if you were meeting with me, do you meet with me every two, Tuesday at five o'clock or is it just, does it just depend on the week? Yeah. Um, essentially what happens is, is that I do want to instill some behavioral changes within these mm -hmm. women. So there is a group component because mm -hmm. I feel like women are motivated by other women and that yeah. we're a great support system for one another. So during my five month program, we meet as a group once a month for 90 minutes and then during those five months, I do eight one-on-one -on -one, um, energetic healings. So mm -hmm. those are 90-minute session with the women. And then we're connected um, via, uh, uh, via Facebook or the internet, however you wish to call it. Um, and we do some positive psychology kind of transformational mm -hmm. stuff that way as well. Oh, that's it, wonderful. It's a process. And it yeah. is... Um, if somebody is looking for a backseat approach, this is not their kind of program. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, but you know, the kind of women I'm talking about, those women that really are committed to personal, spiritual and physical growth and that they prioritize and want to prioritize yeah. um, their well-being. I would want to know, you know, for women in their 40s, 50s and 60s, do you see one thing that comes up again and again that causes burnout? Is it, do you see a variety of things or is there one thing that you're like, this is pretty much something that everybody deals with? Like, do you see a common theme or a common thread with your patients? I do. I do. And it's just now becoming relevant to me. Like I've been missing this for a while. So I'm kind of thankful that you're asking this question because it's, it, it is an insightful observation. The first thing I will share, share is that a lot of women come and operate from their second chakra where they do take on other people's energies. Mm. That's the first thing that I have to deal with for the majority of the women who are experiencing burnout. 
how can they begin to heal themselves if they can't distinguish what energy is theirs versus somebody else's? Okay. That's okay. the first thing. The second thing that ends up coming up, interestingly enough, is the heart the heart center. Yeah. Because within the heart center, underneath love and compassion, it's compassion so much easier when it's directed towards another person. But when it's directed to ourselves, that's where women are experiencing a hiccup. Right. And underneath that hiccup is a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. And that judgment has to do with perfectionism. 100%. Holy smokes. Yeah. So that's been kind of a, a big aha, like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, not only can I personally relate, but I can also, you know, hold space for women in that, that self-discovery. And then the last thing, Stephanie, um, shows up in the solar plexus into the gut. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason that it shows up there, I, I think, is because as women, we have been imprinted upon various different people in our lives as to what we can and cannot do and right. what we can accomplish so that there is somewhere we lost a sense of autonomy that says this is who I am this is mm -hmm. what I stand for this is what I'm here on this earth to do right so those are the top three things that I see when women are experiencing burnout I think this last one um it's really hard and I don't you know, I don't know anything about your personal life. Um, but it's interesting. And I will say, I, I, this is a conversation I have with a number of my friends. It's like, we're trying to be who we are meant to be, who we were designed to be, if you will. Um, we are trying to live our purpose and it's hard because in an area where you're, they're just all these expectations and demands may be placed upon us. And it's hard to live your most authentic self or, or to do the things that you feel called to do because there's other ways in which you have to show up. And so I would imagine it's really hard for people to access that place of, oh, I want to be this because it's going to rock their world if they do. Um, so I imagine that's a really big, that's a really hard thing for people to to deal with or, or, or to work through. I believe there's a lot of work there. So I think it's scary for most women. 100%. Because 100%. they're like, they're like, who I'm going to have to blow up my world. <laughs> and I'm not suggesting. And I, I did that. I blew up my world. I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm yeah. Suggesting that women go through that, that radical of a transformational change. Mm -hmm. I'm suggesting that women take some of the tools and incorporate mm -hmm. them and do the work in a much more gentle, organic way. Yeah. And I have to say, still, even in the confinements of support with somebody like myself or somebody like you, it's still super scary. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just, if there's any, if there's one message that I can ho hold space for the audience today and that it can be done to where you can rediscover who you once were or who you are meant to be mm -hmm. without rocking the boat for everything, everyone that you, is in yeah. your world. Right. But I will say that the moment that we do embrace true transformation from within, our relationships do shift. 
And I think what happens is, is that that boundary becomes better defined and we stop doing for others what they can do for themselves. And in the relationship dynamic shift to where it allows that other person to step into their own and to do their own creation and their own problem solving. I love it. If you had to give, uh, we have a few minutes left. If you had to give our audience your favorite, and that's maybe not the best word, but one of the best tools for self-care, something that's like a great start, like, oh, I'm going to focus on this today. I don't want to experience burnout, or maybe I'm teetering on the edge of burnout. What would you say they should do for themselves starting today? I would say push less Mm -hmm. and allow more. Mm. Push less and allow more. And when you say allow more, is that allowing yourself to listen to maybe messages the universe is giving you? Is that allow for stillness, allow for quiet time? What are we allowing in? Yes. All of the above. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love it. Well, that is awesome advice. I certainly love it. Um, Anything else you want to share before we bring our, we bring our time to a close? No, other than the fact that we have to do this again, and we're <laughs> yeah. going to talk more about Ayurvedic medicine and meditation and all oh, those I fun love things it. that you incorporate. All my favorite topics that I definitely don't get to chat enough about. So I would love to continue this conversation. Let's definitely plan to do it again. And I'm so grateful you got to be here. Thank you for reaching out initially. Um, just thank you for everything. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to you. And I can't wait till we get to talk again. And the feeling is reciprocal. So thank you so, so very much. Take care. We'll talk soon. Alrighty. Thank you again, Stephanie. You bet. Thank you so much for listening to Your Empowered Evolution. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. If you ever wanted to reach out, feel free to email me at stephanie at stephaniemitchellfitness.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at Stephanie Mitchell Fitness. I'd love to stay connected. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening.